Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a thing or two. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. You can get on there and check it out. We recently put up some answer videos to those members' questions that were submitted in the past few days and weeks, and a new body mechanics video is up there. All good stuff. Go check it out. So this recording is a positional and lineup position recording. We're talking about, you know, the, the, the theme of how to be involved in the mix and, and get, in the, get involved with the crowd, fighting over waves, but also recognizing where you have to be respectful and, and not cross a line of being rude or, or getting in, in it with a pack that might be a little bit more advanced than you, in which case your kookery is just going to be found out immediately. There's no hiding that. There's no tricking better surfers. Uh, and the best way to, you know, to deal with this kind of situation is just to recognize it in advance and, you know, evaluate your lineup, evaluate the crowd, evaluate the waves and have a, a game plan for what's going to go down out there. It's not always going to go perfectly, but, you know, preparation will certainly help it go better than otherwise. Uh, there's, you can tell from the beginning and halfway through, I even left some of the confusion. Me and Ev were on different pages for a second, and, and we both thought we were doing a different episode, a different topic, I should say, but both relating to position, so we didn't actually catch it until a few minutes into recording, until finally we were like, wait, what are you talking about, man? And I think it was like the name of the person who asked the question is what ultimately triggered the realization that we were we were off the mark, you know, at least with each other. But we got back on track. We pulled it together and got, you know, got back on the, on the page, uh, on the same page. All right. So excuse two surfers trying to be organized and they're not. <laughs> I think it can be expected. We do all right most times. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. Almost every setup has kind of like the, you know, the A takeoff zone the b takeoff zone and the c takeoff zone let's call it mm -hmm. so i mean it's it is a thing like you're almost never able just to go out and just like sit there and then you're just in the perfect position you know like where i'm thinking about like from where you're paddling out on the beach you know all those little things are going to come in come into play there and the the ollie who who wrote in this was Bob. This is Bob. Okay. Um, he, you know, he's talking about obviously from a non-advanced surfer standpoint, and and he's always and he was saying like, especially when one is not at the main peak as a beginner surfer, I always try to leave the main peak, most desirable peak for for the more advanced surfers. 
but I still don't want to scramble for scraps, get caught inside, etc. So, yeah, that it is really important, like where you where you look out into the lineup and and see yourself and not getting not getting baited into going up to the main peak where you're just going to sit there and watch everybody else take off on wave wave after wave after wave and you just really don't have the the level of comfort and your and confident in your skills to go in there and mix it up so so right away it's a it's a great call you know, go down to the B takeoff zone and get more waves and get more reps in. Um, hey, brother, I'm so sorry. I, I totally thought this was a different uh, episode. <laughs> it's so similar to a member's yeah, question. We're, uh, but we're, we're doing kinda... the email. You're right. You're right. I totally forgot. Let's. Do you mind if we just kind of reset ourselves and just re restart? No, not at all. You don't even have to stop recording but let's just okay. say the official start is like now or whenever, you okay. know, because I totally was on the wrong tack and I was like, what you're saying sounds sort of right, but not, wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? Right, like, so the text, you sent it to me in a text. I just found it. it, yeah, 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 I found okay. it. And I was like, oh, because you, what triggered it is when you were like, oh, who said this, Ollie? And I was like, why would he just say Ollie? Like, where did right. that name come from? Oh, it's Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you're way <laughs> off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I did the outline off of that text. Yes, yes. Holding let's, let, let me read that real quick. Hey, Chris, yeah. thank you guys for your great work. I'd love to hear a podcast or see more elsewhere in your materials on positioning, especially for non-advanced surfers. How to gauge and maintain ideal wave catching position in the lineup, especially when one is not at the main peak. As a beginning surfer, I always try to leave the main and most desirable desirable peak for more advanced surfers, but I still don't want to scramble for scraps, get caught inside, etc. Thanks in advance. Okay, signed Ollie. <laughs> okay, got it. On the same page now, brother. Um, oh yeah. Because that that mixed me up with a question we got through the membership site, which is very similar about holding position in a current uh, situation, like when there's a current ripping through the lineup. Right, right. Uh, and it is sort of similar, kind of like the same strategies, I guess. But I like this one. This is a really good, there's a lot of dynamics here, and I appreciate this guy's, um, like, awareness of the fact that he doesn't want to be the big old beginner sitting right on the peak of the bomb set, you know? He wants to, like, stay away, but also kind of be in the mix, and that's that's a good discussion to have. That's that's Because I, even I still do that when I'm, like, you know, at a good lineup where there's great surfers, you know, and I... I want to be wise and cautious about how I get involved. Right. And you want to just get the most out of your session. You know, like you're not, again, you're not going to get the most waves if you're out there competing with A grade surfers and mm. you're a B grade surfer, you know, shoot, find where you fit in in the lineup and, and, and go, go have fun, you know, go, go have a great session instead of having one of these super frustrating sessions. And that's, you know something that we talk about more and more and something you brought up when we started talking about holding position is just always it starts with your mentality you know and that and that when you when you figure out your positioning where where you belong out there and then like the first the first part of your surfing fundamentals you tie in your paddling into that it's one of the best ways to like distance yourself from basically everybody in the pack and have that advantage when your mind 
when your mindset is, okay, there is actually um, a most ideal place for me in the lineup. And I know my little landmarks from once, you know, once I'm in the lineup looking back towards towards the land, I have this little lineup and this little marker that keeps me in position and keeps me in the most ideal place for me. A lot of people don't even think about that and don't have any gauge of where they are in the lineup. So it is more just random. They find themselves in position for a wave or most of the time they find themselves out of position for a wave. Whereas as you start developing a little bit, when you have that little plan and you have that little checklist that you're going through, you went, that's that's one of the ways that you can add a little consistency to something like surfing that's so difficult and inconsistent. Yeah, right on. And it's like, so yeah, when I was telling you add to that outline, the, the mentality thing, it was more with the... Th- the question in my head about holding position in the current stricken lineup, but it still holds true, you know, to have the right, um, the mental space, you know, I mean, geez, paddle surfing is everything. Uh, paddling is everything in surfing. So you always need to like practice this, you know, uh, shift of being kind of excited about paddling. If not excited is the right word, then maybe proud. You know, we talk about proud paddling, you know, mm-hmm. this is your this is your engine. That's your power. It's your motor. So be proud of it. Like the same way guys lift up the hoods of their cars, you know, and show off what they got under the hood. You can kind of yeah. think of your paddling technique the same way. Like look at that shiny, polished, really well executed, you know, engine. Really doing a good job for me, and and it's the essence of my vehicle. So right. like having that is always going to be a good idea. Um, so, but, uh, then you were saying with the, the landmarks and lineups, not to, not to be redundant, but I just, I'm like kind of wrapping my own head around this as I kind of formulate my own opinions and thoughts of how we can help Ali out is, um, you know, like you, when you're on the beach is the time to figure out your lineups and landmarks, you know, and I like to, especially in a new place, as you get used to someplace, you can, you know, paddle out and know where things are supposed to be. But especially if you're new there or you haven't ever done this before, I always like to line myself up with where I think I should be surfing and then turn around and look back at the beach. You know, what house am I in front of? Or, or you know, what water tower or what part of the mountain where the fence stops right there? All those little things. I try to just get a little recognition of the landscape behind me. And, and especially depth too, you know, not just the house that you're standing in front of, but what's behind the house and what's behind that, because it's called range markers. Like in sailing, you use two things of different distance to really draw a line and give yourself a lineup. If you just stay in front of the house, it's sort of like paddling position. If you look down at your logo, you can always kind of see it where it needs to be, even if you shift your weight in different areas. And so in the lineup, you can be kind of over here or over there to the west a little and still feel like you're in front of that red house. But when yeah. you have something behind the red house that has to be lined up with the red house and you, then all of a sudden it starts to dial your, your positioning in a little better. So get, start doing that, you know, and you, you can't always see everything from the beach, but at least you can see your first range marker, the closest one from the beach. And then as you get out there and, and feel like you're in your spot, quickly look back again and see what's behind your red house or whatever your lineup and keep those things in line. Um, it, it, this is like a really deep question now that we get into it, isn't it? Because you want to get in the mix, you want to be involved. It, you know, it's it, you, what's so variable about it is that 
how good are the waves? How advanced more are the surfers than you? Are you worthy of getting involved a little bit and being on the shoulder and just kind of having a look? Or are you nowhere near that level and you should be at a totally different peak altogether? I think right. being honest with yourself is a, is a huge part of this and, uh, and about your ability and how you fit into the lineup. Cause, and always err on caution because who wants to be making that kind of mistake where you find yourself in, in serious waves of consequence with good surfers and, and that's a quick way to get dismissed. Right, and just in, in the way and not able to get out of the way in time, you know, it's a terrible feeling for mm. sure. And this is something that takes, a, this takes quite a bit of, of time, you know, each break, that's why, that's why we say so often like, you know, how long it actually takes to kind of dial in a spot and, and when you're jumping from spot to spot to spot to take your time and really kind of indulge in, in all the information that's there for you before you even paddle out. Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much, so much good work that you can do to set yourself up for success as opposed to a frustrating session. And that's what we're, that's the whole purpose of this, this kook cast, you know, is give you more information. So you're out there cooking it less and, and having more fun and progressing quickly, more quickly. Right, right. Um, I just thought of another one. Oh, did I did I interrupt you there? No. Um, paddling for waves, you know. As I mean, obviously not paddle battling other people for their waves, but unclaimed waves. And and even if they're not quite a great wave, I mean, I wouldn't say have bad wave selection and just paddle for everything. But if there's a shot at it, you know, you, we call it having a look. You can kind of go with that wave, stay in time with it. Maybe you're not fully committed to catching it, but you just kind of have a look and paddle with it and let it just pick you up for a moment as you glide over the back of it. Just by going for waves, you're going to keep position in the range of where waves are breaking as opposed mm -hmm. to when you just sit around. And, and very often, you know, even if it's a light current, or a light wind, something's moving you. You know, you don't just hold your ground out in the water. You 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 drift a little bit at least. It's and, not a lake, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. A it's lot, a moving, and there's water. waves out there. So even if there's no current and there's no wind, just the pulses of energy pushing through the lineup is stirring up the water and causing movement to happen, even if it's subtle. But point being, if you're just sitting there waiting for a wave, quote unquote you probably won't be as close to getting waves as the person who's actively going towards waves, going towards the breakers. Like I said, even if they're not fully committed, just having a look and kind of gliding with it for a second. And you might sit up and poke up, like see the next wave coming that's actually a good one for you. And, and you exactly. just got yourself a little bit closer to position by going for the first one. Again, this is like another one of those balanced like don't just take this advice to the bank and go paddling for every wave you see you know there's a calculated effort here but it, you know balance that with not just sitting around and being a sitting duck because there's a flow to the lineup there's a like a, a like a liquid and it's a it's it's not just arbitrary it's based on the waves and where waves are breaking surfers are going to the peaks they're riding down the line getting off on the shoulder and coming back out there's a cyclical flow that you need to be a part of and if you're just sitting there the flow is happening around you and the surfers are going around you and they're noticing you just sitting there and it's yep. you can tell but right away who is in the mix and who's not you know and who's holding back who's nervous and you're going to get walked all over so there's yeah, even they're this, riding they're riding you off absolutely if you're sitting there absolutely and so you can't have that and if you you know it, it's not the worst thing in the world it just might be a sign to you that you're out of your league you know and like maybe you need to either be at a different peak or a different beach or a different day entirely 
Um, but if you can't be a part of the flow of a lineup, part of the riding the wave, paddle back out, riding the wave, paddle back out, doesn't have to be one after the other, but you got to be in that flow. It's going to start, you're going to get found out, you know, and it's going to get harder and harder from that point to get your waves. Yeah. Damn, you just said something that sparked something, but it's kind of spacing, I guess. Uh, hopefully it comes up. back, yeah. Uh, yeah, because like, like now that uh, it's so funny coming into this, having thought we were doing a different episode, I like I'm shifting <laughs> gears and kind of figuring it out on the spot. <laughs> but I'm just thinking of myself, you know, and like, what do I do to stay in the mix? And, you know, what do I, I, I really do think a lot of it comes down to knowing what you're getting into before you even paddle out. You know, there's sessions I can see from the beach. Like if I don't, I'm already on the borderline here of like really p applying myself to getting waves and getting, if I don't think that I'm going to be a competitive enough surfer, I have to think about paddling out somewhere else because I already yeah. know if I go out there and those guys are surfing great and they got it wired and they've been surfing. So they feel on it and I just kind of come out new and I don't, I got to get right in the mix, but I'm not feeling that confident about it from the start. I probably am not even going to paddle out. You know, unless yeah. I can really get that mind shift and, and, and get that, you know, competitive nature up in me, I'm going to start looking down the beach and looking at the other jetties and figuring out, hmm, is there a spot where I can acclimate myself to the session and get a little bit more, you know, comfortable before I go to the, the grade A peak, you know, where the best waves are breaking? Because uh, it's like you said earlier, you're not going to get waves anyway if you paddle out at that peak without the right skill set and the right awareness of what you have to do. Right, like this, that's kind of like the last point in our outline is just like to be flexible mm. and, and to be real with yourself, you know, like spots change so much with tide and swell and wind and crowd that like you, you can't be so set in your ways. I think that's what's a really good thing about surfing in general for, for people is that you, it takes you out of your comfort zone and it's just it's not like a skate park or something where right they open the gates and you can go and just go practice the same little transition or something like that like you have to you have to practice it all we, we talk about this all the time you know like get into these little intricacies of surfing it might not be a great day for going and getting nice long rides the, the it's all windy and all beat up out there but it's a perfect day to when nobody's around to go start figuring out like where your little landmarks are and where you know to go get intimate with the main peak when there's nobody out there mm. and it's shitty on shore and you're like okay now i'm starting to figure out why everybody sits in this one spot mm -hmm. religiously doesn't move from it and they're getting those nice long rides all the way down and through you know through the lineup which is again it's it's more difficult if you're getting in to that wave halfway down the line it we're always trying to take off at the at the top of the point or the peak of the wave you know so you have to be flexible you have to be able be able to change your plan of attack and and that's when you'll start getting the most out of your out of each surf session if if you have that m mindset of being flexible and that this stuff does take a lot of time uh, to dial in a, a lineup in a specific spot and you'll start getting more out of each session if, if you do start wrapping your head around it. Yeah, that's I, I really like what you said. One, the last thing I'll just say quick was patience, you know, to recognize that you don't get this figured out in a day. You got to put your time in. 
Um, but what you were saying about getting out there in the shitty conditions, of course we say that all the time, but a, a new revelation for why we do that, that you just spurred was because you want to spend time on that main peak when no one's on it, you know, get familiar with it, get, get comfortable with being there and looking at the beach and what does the world look like when you're sitting in the perfect spot, even if the wave isn't there that day, what does everything around you look like? Like the beach, the proximity, the, the lineups, the range markers, when you're right in the right spot. Because one thing I remember having happen to me as a kid, as I was getting a little bit better and a little bit more worthy of getting in those lineups where it was competitive, but then sometimes I couldn't, you know, still kind of teetering on that edge, was sometimes I found myself out there by accident in the spot when a good wave was coming. Because everyone else got a wave or they were out of position, you know, or whatever. They're just making their way out there at a different part of their timeline of the, of the surf session. And here I am in that spot. And I knew I was because I already had been there before, you know, and I was starting to get familiar with that area. And I was like, oh, shit, here I am. And I think I see a set coming. And I'm looking at the inside and I'm like, and those guys are not going to make it out in time. And oh, my God, it's on me right now. Here's my chance. <laughs> and I had put my time in, you know, and I've just been out there a lot and gave up a lot of waves, you know, and now I'm realizing a secondary point from all this is like putting your time in gets you the waves too. being a face out there makes it easy, like harder to like be aggressive to you as you become a more familiar face. So putting right. your time in has a lot of layers to why you need to do that to earn those waves not just because to get familiar not just because the crowd will start to recognize you and not just be because of all of them you know all right. of those things so you put your time in and you get closer and closer to being the guy in the spot and then if you do good well then you're going to get even more likely that spot again you know right. little by little just keep in putting your time in and don't look at any one day as a measurement for how far you've come it's too big a journey to measure in those small of increments you know sometimes you have a good day and then that don't let it get to your head and blow up your head and start thinking you can paddle out there and own the peak you know or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. vice versa right you, you go give it a shot and you don't do so hot and you blow the takeoff in front of everybody doesn't mean you can never paddle back yeah. out there show your face yeah, no it feels like it <laughs> Tom said, uh, Tom Cassie in, in the episode we recorded said something really cool at the end. He goes, don't assign emotions to waves. Like, oh, that one's too scary. Oh, no, that one's not, you know, like these different emotions we have. Don't do that to waves, you know. And he said it better than me, but it, 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 it stuck with me. I was like, oh, that's a good, especially for a beginner to hear. Like, don't, assi don't write that wave off as anything other than an opportunity or not, you know, or not. You know, or something not. that you yeah, let it go like or something that. that you go for, but it's not scary or it's not big or I, like I said, he said it better. You'll just have to go listen to that full episode. It was a long one, dude. <laughs> I definitely will. Yeah. You guys are old friends. I'm sure you had endless, endless things to chat about, you know, and in the heart of summer with everything going on, it's a yeah. uh, big, big bunch of talking points there. I'm going to definitely check it out. Right on. Um, Coach, thanks for doing this outline again. Really love this one. It was a good topic. Hope, hope Ollie got something from this. Yeah, I think I, I know he will. I, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of insight there out of all these years of, of battling and, and just figuring it out. You know, it, it, ta it takes a lot of time again, peeps. And thanks for tuning in. Coach, always good rapping with you. Hell yeah. We'll catch you catch next you week, next time. team. Yeah. Woo.